All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. Yes! Welcome to the latest edition of the FBL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shusko. The band is back together for one final preseason episode. Woo-hoo! And I am excited for the start of the season. As we sit here, it is Monday night. The season will begin on Friday Sometime Friday, depending on what time zone you're in. Maybe not even Friday if you're in uh, that wild of a time zone, but that's fine. It's In England, it's 8 o'clock Friday night. The season will begin. And so we're going to provide one final preseason episode to get you ready. Get your FPL lineups out. We're going to discuss our lineups. We're going to talk about what the masses are doing and how that should impact your decision-making. I'm going to give you the three reasons why you should not own Gabriel Jesus like everybody else in the world wow. is owning Gabriel Jesus. I can't Jesus. wait for that. That's some stupid stuff. I'm going yes. to mention the other 4.0 defender not named Nico Williams that we haven't talked about yet, okay. but should be. Yep. And then I'm going to introduce a new segment to this podcast, David. It's called The Villain of the Week. Oh, it, I love that. And it, it is not an Aston Villa segment. Okay, interesting. Villain in the traditional sense the bad guy the dark Should I call arts? It the bad guy of the week that feels a little weird I'm um, still um, villain. i wouldn't fine. be upset if you change it to the bad guy of the week because the of aston villa what about big bad wolf of the week that's veto Brian, please back me up on this. That's insane. yeah thank you yeah <laughs> i can't even believe you would suggest the democratic that. process says no to that but I'll go with bad guy of the week. Bad guy of the all week right, it is. Right, 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 right here, we've just made a really guys, important decision no on this fun. podcast. No fun. Um, all right. The clubs have played pretty much their final important friendlies. We know who were, who is in the lineups. That should be important for what we want to do for our lineups in game week one. I don't want to tease this out anymore. I do want to mention two things, though, real quick. Number one, the end of this pod, we're going to bring in the preseason mojo table. Full credit to all-star listener Ben. Yeah. He put together a preseason mojo table for us. You can find the full rundown of the table. I just posted it to our YouTube channel. Go check that out there. I also have a series of videos that I've been posting all across our social media channels. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I think that's all of them. I've got, I'm starting to go through club by club what players I think you should be interested in and the players that I'm per- personally interested in club by club. Last year's top four are already posted as I'm sitting here, so go check that out and use that information as you're finalizing your lineups. That'll continue to be posted throughout the week, uh, going through the entire table club by club. Number two, technically that was like two things in one, but number two is our Patreon site. We want to continue to promote that. We love our all-star listeners. You can become an all-star listener like Damien last week. Becoming an all-star listener by supporting this podcast. That's tip, right. Tip the barista. One, mm-hmm. two, three dollar <laughs> per month tiers. At the two dollar month, two dollar per month level, you join our Slack workspace and can get in on the fun off the air, so to speak, and uh, and and discuss matches, discuss your lineups, your decisions with us. By the way, one of my favorite all-star listeners is Ryan. He's been around for a few years now. I love what All-Star Listener Ryan does because he brings in really thought-provoking questions For sure. and starts conversation. Last week we had a, a whole – there was a whole day where you in particular, Dave, were you know really engaging with All-Star Listener Ryan and other people were getting in on the fun. Again, you hear us talk about Brother Matt. You hear us talk about Travis. Golly. You hear us talk about – Barry, you hear us talk about all these people. They're all in our Slack workspace. You can get to know them too. Queen Diane. 
League champ Queen Diane. League champ Queen Diane, absolutely. She's all-star listener as well. She is the queen and the reigning champion of the mini league, which, again, you can also be a part of when you tip the barista. Patreon.com, search for FPL America podcast. Last thing, I think I've gone over the two, t- two things limit. You have blown through that, brother. BMF. F-P-B. That is the code to join the FPL America. B-M-F-F-P-V. F-P-B. That's what I, P-B is. No, you stuck a V in there. You said V. Don't confuse the listeners. Oh, my gosh. Check it out in the pod description. I've also got it in multiple social media posts. Uh, Find that league code and join the FPL America Podcast League on the FPL site slash app. Uh, you are not auto-renewed this season. You have to rejoin, and so make sure that you do that. And by the way, you join the mini-league by becoming a patron. I think we've covered Look, that. Look, my already. one request is that the next person that joins our Patreon is not a Liverpool fan. <laughs> That's We have I'm, We have enough <laughs> of those, Brian. It can be anyone. I don't care. It can even be a Chelsea fan. I don't care. Just not a Liverpool Just fan. Just not a Liverpool Listen, you know what? The good guys of the week are all uh, Liverpool fans. Lord help us. All right. Are we ready to get into this? Yeah. Let's talk about the last thing we're going to talk about before the season starts on Friday. All right. Let's talk about our lineups. Who wants to go first? Mine looks completely different. I feel like every single time we've potted, and maybe, and, and honestly, everyone probably has some form of this yeah. where it looks completely different than it did, and it's constantly changing. So I will run through this because... Uh, as quickly as possible. I have gone back and forth from from like Ramsdale to then like, no, I'm going to go with Allison. And now I'm on a rotating keeper. I have Sanchez and Raya. And okay. it's okay. crazy. And it's totally crazy. My defense, Cancelo, Sanchez from Spurs. Davidson. Okay. Davidson, Sanchez, Matip, and William Saliba for Arsenal. Oh, okay. and Nico Williams. And Nico Williams. Feels a little... Uh... Off the radar, uh, I know. So I interesting. So so it's so I have With all of the big defense midfield strategy conversations we've had so far this preseason. You've gone to an off the radar defense. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, so, so but what I did was you see what I did. I took one of the defenders from what I think will be the four best defenses in the league. Okay. So I took but Cancelo. not the premium. Well, I guess Cancelo. Cancelo. Would be Cancelo is premium. Uh, but Sanchez, Matip, and Matip says six zero. So he's, he's 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 pricey. I know he's pricey so, for twenty five starts. But Sanchez and Saliba from Arsenal and Tottenham, I think not only uh, I think they're gonna have great defensive seasons. So Saliba playing important preseason minutes for Arsenal got my attention. Saliba's their best defender. Yeah, I've watched him. So yeah. other I mean Zinchenko's good too. Uh, midfield quickly Saka. Okay, he's back in the team. So he he was in the team, not in the team. Saka's back okay. in the team. Okay. Hyunming Sun, yeah. Mohamed Salah. Nice. James Madison. Okay. I can't seem to get away from James Madison. I'm shocked that you aren't giving him a harder time about coming back to Salah. I heard I heard it I heard it in last week's episode you guys did without me. Okay. Uh you know what? Honestly, uh you know, welcome welcome to the bright side. I'm I'm just again. scared to not have him. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm just completely chicken poo, and that's why yeah. I can't right. get away Salah, from him. Salah, Sun, Madison, Saka, and, and then uh Bailey. Leon Bailey. Leon so Bailey. Brian talked who you continues Leon to Bailey. start and scored for the villains. At so, 5.0? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So you got to find a skosh of money to get to him. But find the skosh. I think it's worth it. Well, put a pin in this moment because I'm going to come back to it. Okay. I don't hate that. Go okay. ahead. And then, so Jesus. I have Jesus, and I can't okay. wait to hear your reasons why not to have him. Three reasons not and to have him. And then I have, I went back to Mitrovic. He scored again. Every single... He has scored in every single preseason game. He's coming off of 43 goals. He's played in the Premier League. Will he he score? is not intimidated. Will he score against Liverpool? Game no, I'm one? not starting in week one, but I, but he plays a few games after week one. <laughs> okay. So, and then Mr. Archer, Brian, turned me on to Cameron Archer. Yeah, so, he turned me on to that one, too. So, uh, so that's kind of my squad. And so you look at it, it's like, man, there's nothing overwhelming about that squad. But I feel like it's Mitrovic, very... Jesus, and Archer as your forward. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, again, Sakasan, Salah, Madison, Bailey. James Madison has continued to either assist or score all preseason. I think Leicester assets are a little under the radar. Maybe they're not. I don't know. I mean, Schmeichel leaving is weird. And now there's rumors that uh, other clubs are coming from Madison. But who knows? It could all be rumors. So it seems like Leicester played well, a pretty hard if line. If Newcastle 
if their bid is legitimate and the Leicester ownership see any value in that the last the, sure. at least the last right. recorded amount I just, that could be significant. Last time we recorded, I was a little bit higher on, on United and Rashford and Martial. They were my team, and now they're not. After this past week's stuff, like Rashford just didn't look great. And look, I, I have to go off my eyes on some level, and maybe I'll regret it coming back in. But I'm kind of off off of those two guys. I have to go off my eyes. Best best quote so far in the preseason. Listen, Dave, that is the, that is the most Scott lineup you've ever had to start the season. <laughs> It really is. I feel like it's pretty, pretty balanced. Balance. Exactly. Balance. I have the most Dave lineup I've ever had. I've never had a lineup like what this before. Happened? So can I go next? Yes, please. Yeah. All right. I feel like we have completely switched roles. I I have a midfield that I love. Okay. Salah, Sun, Bowen, Mares, Dewsbury Hall. I love the Dewsbury Hall pick there. Is he 5'5"? Five, five? He's 5'0", oh, just He's like five, Leon oh. Bailey. No, I, 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 I was eyeballing that. If I didn't have Madison, I, I don't blame you there. That's my midfield. My front line as I'm sitting here, I do have Jesus. Okay. I don't want to have Jesus. Are you scared not to have him? Uh, a little because you keep talking him up. Can I tell you what my three reasons are for not owning Gabriel Jesus, even as I'm admitting to currently having having him in my lineup? I Here's love a, I love the uh, what's the the di- it's not dichotomy. I love the uh, there he, is a he loves him and hates him in the same moment. What, yeah. What, what's the word? Well, what, it's it's what's the, the word, word Smith. I don't I know. That's a, I think that's a bad song by Stained. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there is a version. I hate you, but I love you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, does Papa Roach sing a song about that? I think uh, Limp yeah. Biscuit, maybe. You left, no, you left no, out that. They're, they're cornier. You left oh, out okay. that f word, though. There is a version of my lineup where I don't have Jesus. I go a half pound down to Bamford, and I'm going to be honest. I I'm wrestling with this because if I do the version, I, I can keep my exact same midfield again: Salah, Son, Bowen, Mares, Dewsbury, Hall. I can keep that same midfield. I can also keep. TAA, Cancelo, and Reese James in my defense and have Patrick Bamford as sort of my one starting midfielder. There's a version of my lineup where I can make that work. Here's the three reasons why I'm thinking about Bamford over Gabriel Jesus. And I know Gabriel Jesus is a runaway favorite of the masses to have in their in your lineup for game week one. There is a fear of missing out with Gabriel Jesus. And that's really the only reason why he's in my lineup. Here's the three reasons why he might not be. Number one, I think it's going to be better for you to have Bamford at seven and a half and Dewsbury Hall at five, maybe Leon Bailey at five instead. You, you, could, you could make that an either or for me, but I have Dewsbury Hall and I like that. I like Bamford at seven and a half and Dewsbury Hall at five over Jesus at eight and whatever crap four and a half midfielders in your lineup. I like that combo better. So you're assuming that you got a four and a half midfielder there. Mm-hmm. If you okay, which a lot of yeah. people probably do. A lot of people do. Number two, will FPL manipulate its own market, or is it possible that Jesus's ownership is so high to start the season that there's no way his price increases? Therefore, even if he has a monster game week one, I can get in on him without any kind of price rise whatsoever because his ownership can only go up so much more. I now that's true. I agree yeah. with that. You're right. His ownership can only go up. It's already in the mid sixties. And I don't think I don't think Arsenal, as much as I would love it, I don't think they're going to run into Palace and roll them. And that's, that's, not gonna, that's number not, three. That's not going to happen. You own him because you're expecting him to score you fantasy points. Friday night, Palace opening match of the season. I just don't know that you're going to get what you want from him. And what happens, Dave, when the exodus occurs following a two from Gabriel Jesus on the opening night of the season? We're going to be sitting watching Saturday matches, and Jesus will be the number one sold player in FPL, and his price will be dropping Saturday night. And you'll have to make decisions for game week two if that happens. Now, again, if that happens, that's the risk. I'm gonna, I'm willing to bet that that is what happens. It's Friday night at Crystal Palace, opening night of the season. He's not going to get a 5 or a 7 or a 9. He's going to be more likely to get a 2. Hey, I, I, that's probably fair. I, I, would, I would say that's fair, but I tell you this, and, and look, I've watched Arsenal as much as anyone around, and I'm just telling you, like, 
I, I before this podcast, I watched the first twenty minutes of their last game versus Sevilla, the Sevilla team who lost four games last year in La Liga. Okay, so yeah, they crushed them. Arsenal crushed them. They demolished them. Yeah, in the first twenty minutes of the game, from Matt, from moment seven, Odegaard puts Saka through, and Saka gets taken down in the box. He gets shoved in the back. He kicks the penalty. From there until minute twenty, it is a complete from wrecking of a decent team. Sure. And uh, and I'm just saying, like, I'm just but telling it's you, it's preseason. Scott, it's preseason. And how often do do preseason results? Not translate into game week one results. It but surprises us every last year. Last year, Arsenal's preseason sucked, and the, and then the start of their season sucked. So you so, think this preseason was good? So game week one will be good. You're not confident in that. No, not I, all the circumstances are against that. No, I'm absolutely confident. I, well, this is what I don't love. I don't love playing at Palace at, at a night game, first game of the season. But here's the yeah, other thing. exactly. But, but That's th- what you've got. But this That's is what, we're what you with. are forgetting. Yeah, Arsenal was put in the same situation last year. They learned some hard lessons last year. They know what it's like to go to Brentford and lose opening opening game of the season sure. and what they had to turn around from after that, okay? Yeah. So so if anything, if they go a goal down, do you think they're going to be worried about it? They're like, no, we've been here, and we're not going to let it happen. Or again. they'll say, you know what, here we go again. No, it's, a different, so? it's a different crew, right. different mindset, man. Well, those are my three reasons why – I'm okay not having Gabriel Jesus game week one. Now, as it stands, you remember my midfield. I like all five in my midfield. Gabriel Jesus is my only playable forward. If I'm going to sit here and I'm going to talk about how the money is more worth it at midfield and defense, then why am I going to have all these forwards that I can play? There's a version of my squad that I've discussed in this podcast where I have three playable forwards. But I can't maximize what I want to maximize at midfield and defense if I have three playable forwards. And if they're not going to provide the returns for their prices like the other positions can do based on the way the scoring is set up, then I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. This is where my lineup is so you, Dave. Okay. I, wasn't it last season? Was it just last season you did triple Liverpool defense for the start of the I season? I did, yeah. You sure did. Okay. Jesus is my only playable forward game week one. Interesting. Archer and Greenwood are my other forwards. Okay. I will be playing a 4-5-1. Okay. I'm not scared to play any of my five midfielders. I've got Jesus. I'm not even scared to play Bamford as my only playable forward with Greenwood as a handcuff option at 4.5. I know there's Gelhart at 5.52, but those that I'm not scared of that at all. And Bamford scored a brace in the final preseason match this past weekend, by the way. So he is a viable option, in my opinion, at forward. Real quick, if Bowen doesn't score... On your same basis and your same theory of Jesus, if Bowen doesn't score, uh, owned at 8.1, how many people are going to be selling him? I don't think anyone. I think it would be the exact opposite, and I think the same for Jesus. Expectations are different. Even, even, but I think even if Jesus doesn't score, I don't think. I think the fixture, the fixture ticker is going to look too green. You overestimate the masses. I, I don't. I mean, I you overestimate like, the masses. Everyone. What happens on the FPL site? The homepage of the FPL website, the moment someone doesn't give a return, they show up on the most top transferred out. They do. Well, it, the masses are yeah, dumb. I would say yeah, that would be true if there's an easy exit. Like, when, I wouldn't say When Holly Watkins or Patrick Bamford score a goal. It would have to be someone lower. If, if, yeah. if, to your point, Dave, if Mitrovic scores, like he nicks a goal late on against Liverpool, yeah. and people look at it and say, well, Jesus – you know, it's eight. I can save a dollar and a half because I want to go to this other guy or whatever, and they want to shuffle things around a little bit. Yeah, maybe that could happen. It's, I just, it's Ollie Watkins at Bournemouth. I just think it's too. I just think the schedule's too good for the for the foreseeable future. No, people for, are way too for, reactive. Yeah, you, the market. No, the for market. Us. No, there's no way. There's no way that there, people are going to be patient on something. And like I that. think it's. And you're right with Bowen. The expectation is different. I Bowen is my example. He was the guy I was going to say. I don't understand. You're, want, people are already saying you would want such and such asset because you're going to want them in game week two or game week three. You might as well, like, why not just start the season with them? Which Bowen, is Bowen. That's if Bowen. Bowen started with anyone other than City, if West Ham started the season with anyone other than Manchester City, I feel like Jared Bowen's selection percentage sure. would be. Sure. We'd be talking about a second at hammer. At least as up well. to 20%. I yeah. feel like it would yeah. be way, way higher. But people forget. 
this is this is a West Ham that performed against City. They found offense against City last season. True. And but this not is a City a, that but, did not look like they knew how to play with their new star forward in the Community Shield. Now, there are there are a few defenses in the world like Liverpool's, okay? So I'm not going to overreact to the City loss in this Community Shield. Despite being a Liverpool fan, I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to overreact to Holland hitting the crossbar from Sterling range. I'm not wow. going to overreact to that, even though I'm tempted to give out a preseason Christian you know Benteke. Bad his footwork was coming into that Wasteful Player of the Week award, like an oaf. They did not. They played around oaf, oafish. <laughs> they played around Holland. They didn't play through him. They don't you, know how to. You do know that how many yet. times he touched the ball in the first half? Was it like sixteen that? times? Yeah. It's it's one of those things where that's how it's gonna be. It's that's that's what a new signing at a new club in a new league looks like on a regular basis but year in and year out. He's a different style player than what they've had. Exactly We've been my saying point. Yes, he does yes. not press. Yes, he doesn't, and he doesn't press well. No, and and that's one thing that Jesus does do well yeah, yeah. is yeah. press, and he has led the yeah. line for C- Arsenal City, in pressing. But City fans have said that that losing Jesus and Sterling is more costly for them than. It would have seemed, even though you look at Mares and Grealish or whatever, and I think that's why I'm. I think Foden and who's the other? Who's the winger that came in for Mares? Who's the young? Uh, the Al- young um, Wilson. Uh, Julio Alcantra- Alcatraz. No, it is the Al- guy's name Alcatraz. It's, it's, no, he's, it, it, it's, it's not. I, I'm gonna just Theo Alcantara. It cannot be Alcatraz. It's. Uh, it is. If only there was Alvarez. a way. Alvarez. It's Julian. <laughs> yes, Julian Alvarez. Julian Alvarez. Alvarez. He looked good. So when Alvarez, it's the and it's the it was the difference between, I think, youth and desire, and then fitting what Pep would want from that system. Yeah. He, at the at minimum, he should have. It should have been like warning. Like shots were fired at the position of Riyad Mahrez. If I was Mahrez. I'd be extremely nervous. Really? Yes, because I think that is the 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 city, at least city Twitter, the feeling, and that's not the necessarily the greatest judge, but the feeling <laughs> is, this guy came in, and from the second he was out there, it sure. was it was different. He it's did, true. He did what Mares couldn't do. Did Mares track back uh, on Robertson? Not not great. No. Did he look sluggish? Yes. Did Grealish look sluggish? Yes. When Foden and Alvarez came on, different city attack, doing the exact things that they would expect, which is to me why I feel like I, we'll get to mine in a minute. Oh, yeah, well, let me ask you just this real quick question. Mara's at eight, Foden at eight, Bernardo at seven. Do you have any of those three in your lineup? I am trying desperately to put Foden in. Foden instead of? Last week it was Mares. So it was Mares, and I yeah, I think Mares is. Gosh, pretty... I have a city friend, a fan friend, who said Foden over Mares too. Uh, Mares to me, his preseason. I don't blame the contract. I think he got what he deserves. He still he could be awesome. I think it has more to do with what they need from him, and what the type of player he is. And the, this, it seems like he's not fitting. He's not going to fit in the best way. Is he going to play against weaker teams and destroy them the way he's capable of? Probably. He'll yeah. still do that. I just think that the ceiling on Foden is like infinity, where the ceiling, we already know the best that you can get from Mares. I saw City's lineup for the Community Shield, and I promise this is my last point, and I'm going to get back to my lineup. But C- City assets are important to discuss. I looked at City's lineup, and it looked great. It was their best lineup. And then I looked at their bench. There were three guys. Empty. Three guys that Empty. I knew would come in. Gun this is one, Bernardo and Calvin Phillips, but he Calvin Phillips Calvin played unused play. sub. Yeah, Alvarez was then the fourth. And Alvarez. Yeah, but you're right. So, yeah. and Alvarez impressed. So you know he he definitely will provide another option. It'll be interesting. But this is I the look at, least amount of depth that yeah. I can ever remember. Yeah, absolutely. Team. Calvin Phillips injury prone. Grealish injury prone. Holland injury prone. KDB injury prone. And you've got less depth than ever before at Manchester City, a club that is notoriously difficult to stay healthy for. Pep, a manager, is notoriously difficult to stay healthy for if you're injury prone. And so I looked at that lineup and I thought, you know what? Here's the, here's the silver lining to the issue. All these guys in a season where, by the way, the Premier League has five subs now per, per side, not three, five. 
Ironically, this is City's worst depth in a season where they would benefit from it the most. But for FPL purposes, I think we need to retire the concept of Pepology slash Pep Roulette because the same 13 to 14 outfield players are going to sub in and out. I'm not scared of any City asset not starting because if he comes in for 15 or 30 minutes instead, he's still going to have a chance for a goal and assist. Yeah, I, you're, I, I can't argue that point. I just want guys starting. I can't believe that the Cucurella deal is going to fall through for them. I think that is one of the most shocking developments. Not only that swooping Chelsea coming in, but the fact that you could, you could a viable selection at this point as we sit here, that Kyle Walker is a viable selection for you to go into the to game week. Well, you're going to say what you need to say to make something work when a signing falls through. Also, Chelsea are a bunch. Of <laughs> <laughs> in a segment, all like they know it. how to do. And a new segment where Dave. we find out that Chelsea are a bunch of... Dave would like to share an opinion about Chelsea in a new segment we like to call. Okay, quickly. All they want to do, let, let's All Scott, do let's Scott is his. swoop in on someone else's... They, just wanna, they can't come up with their own transfers. No, they're just mess with the they market. They just want to try to swoop in on everyone else's. They got, a new, them, they got a new owner. What Screw do you, them. What do you want? They got nothing going on. That... Chelsea is a dumpster fire. People don't want to play for Tuchel, and all they can try to do is steal transfers from other clubs, and they are garbage. They are they are garbage. With that said, I've looked at James and Sterling in my lineups, but then I was like, you know what? Why work so hard to try to get them in my lineup when I don't like Chelsea anyway? <laughs> when I want to play this game the way I want to play it, it doesn't include Chelsea and United players. That's just me personally. No offense, please, any Chelsea or, Liber- or uh, United fans. I'll offend any Chelsea players who want to no, talk. No, 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 no. All right. So I said that I'm <laughs> I'm straight up excited to play a 4-5-1 this season. Currently, I've got Jesus in the one at forward. My five I've already covered. Here's my defense. TAA, Cancelo, Matty Cash, Nico Williams, and then the other 4.0 defender that we have not talked about. And Patterson. you're going to hate it. Patterson. It is Nathan Patterson. At Everton. Now, yes, it's Everton. Yes, it's a 4.0 defender. You're not expecting a whole lot at a club that you're not expecting a whole lot from based on last season and this preseason so far. I get it. Patterson's going to play in a wingback role, probably start for Everton in a wingback role. I don't know. I just think at 4.0, I am perfectly okay in my lineup having a 4-5-1 week in and week out where I might not have to play Patterson. I can rotate between him and Nico Williams in my fourth defense spot based on matchup and form, and I'm perfectly happy with that. Oh, Scott, there's nothing wrong with that. I started seeing Patterson come across uh, the wire on, on certain things, and, and Brian, I guess he's going to get a go? Is that is that the word? Yes. Yeah, and That's it, the best I can tell you. And here's the other thing. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Is it Aaron Gordon? Anthony Gordon for Everton. Aaron Gordon's the Nuggets. Aaron Gordon <laughs> plays basketball. Yeah, uh-huh. You always find a way to introduce an NBA player into this podcast. If there's one thing yeah. I'm good Bruce at, Bowen. it's screwing up names. <laughs> <laughs> I am excellent yeah. at that. Uh, look, 5-5 five, five, Anthony Gordon, 5-5 five, five, Dwight McNeil, who scored this past last Friday. Like, I'm just saying, like, a solid signing for look, Everton, th- for sure. Everton's going to fly under some radars. There's a part of me that thinks they can't be as bad as they were last year, but maybe uh, they will I be. Don't know, man. I just think that there's when you when you look at Damari Gray, Anthony Gordon, and Dwight McNeil all at five five. I'm like, man, there's, something's gonna pop there. And early and last Scott season, Patterson might be the. I might, think so. might be popping, but I would say this: like, you can't find. Have you spent all your money? Yes. You, you can't find point five to get up to like Saliba or a Davis and Sanchez. So here's so let me let me try to let me try to explain this in a way that's recognizable and, and coherent in a in a audio podcast. All right. So Jesus at eight. If I turn him into Banf- Bamford at seven and a half, and why not just turn him into Mitrovic? He hates Mitrovic. We've uh, been over this. I mean, I could, and that would give me money, but. I could then I, – I could also – so I haven't gotten to my goalkeepers. Currently, I have the two Brentford goalkeepers. Okay. Both are at 4.5. Yeah. 
-hmm. I could turn those into the two Brighton goalkeepers. Fixture's not quite as good to start the season. Why not? Okay, so why not go Rea and Sanchez then on that same logic and then rotate based on based on star listener Ben, man. I, I'm not convinced Ray is gonna keep starting for Brentford. They have a new signing, Strakosha. He's my other goalkeeper. Yeah. Either way, I'm okay by having both those guys at four point five, depending on who starts. I, I'm I'm covered either way. It would be like having both Fulham goalkeepers, assuming once Lino gets to be a Fulham player. Now well, you could do that too. With right. that said, right. I could go to the Brighton set of goalkeepers and save half a pound. Mm -hmm. The fixtures aren't quite as good as Brentford's are especially in game week one, but I could do that for the half pound coupled with my Jesus to Bamford half pound at forward. I could turn cash into James and now I've got TAA Cancelo and James in my defense mm -hmm. with no changes in my midfield where I'm already playing all five. Yeah, I would line those up beside each other and look at it that way and then just say, which of these would you rather? And have? that's what I'm wrestling with at the moment. Yeah. Currently I've got, I've got what I described Jesus cash and the Brentford goalkeepers, but I could easily turn that into Bamford, Reese James, and the Brighton goalkeepers, and part of me wonders, because I'm high on Bamford, you know this, Dave, and I just think I'm not going to get much less from Bamford than I'm going to get from Jesus, and if he can be part of giving me Reese James over Matty Cash, I mean, Brian was a little negative on Matty Cash last week on the pod, I feel okay about that. I don't hate Villa's schedule to start with especially since Bournemouth is first but I feel like I would still want to prioritize an attacker and I just wonder Bailey especially after Scott Parker's comments about his own team and how <laughs> how un how unready the defensively they are Harry Wilson's injury sounds like it's serious if they lose Harry Wilson that's a I mean that feels like not the way you want to start the season with your manager griping about not having the depth that he needs, their defense not being ready, and losing probably you know one of your best midfielders uh, for what looks to be a long long term injury. So all right, that's my lineup and my shadow lineup that I'm considering. Yeah. Brian, walk us through yours real quick. So I still have I, I'm I am torn on the on the goalkeeper. I'm pretty set on a four or five goalkeeper. I switched it to Sanchez. And uh, and right now, so assuming Casper Schmeichel's gone, which it looks like that's imminent, Danny Ward is your Leicester. Is it Danny Ward? Danny Ward is your Leicester goalkeeper. It's not so. this Iverson kid that played in their final uh, preseason not, match. Not until they put him in the lineup. I know he's not even in the game. So not right until now. he's in the game. If they if they had him in there, let me guess. Danny Ward's four zero. Danny Ward's four zero. Wow. So but that's, I don't know that Danny like. I'm waiting. I'm I'm going to be watching throughout the week to see if Iverson gets put into the game. If they put him in the game and they make, they would. I mean, I feel like they would have to make him four or five just so that the starting goalkeeper for Leicester City isn't four zero. Like, the, and even then, you're still getting the starting goalkeeper for Leicester at four zero. But it does that matter? No, it does not. Leicester. Um. Yeah, so, James Justin Fafana. So, so okay, Chu is not playing. So it's, that's the question: is it is it Johnny Evans and Fafana? Right. Which, if that happens, the interest on Fafana is probably the buzz on him is as, is as high is as high as it is for James Madison. Leicester put the price tag on Fafana at eighty five. Cool right. ones. So, okay. <laughs> so that's exactly it. Good He's luck. Not going Good luck with that, Chelsea. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. So yeah. you know, we saw we saw Daniel Amardi what he could do last season. Yeah, but now he's four or five. Right. So you're not. What I'm saying He's not is three nine like last year. Exactly. Like what I'm saying though is you don't trust anyone if it's if it's Evans and Fofana as your starting center backs. Indoor Vestergaard's there too. But it's going to be those. It's going to be their best players. Sure. So it's going to be Johnny and you know Johnny Evans and Fofana. James Ricardo's Justin, hurt, your boy. Ricardo is probably hurt for a long time again. The yeah. guy, that is just a curse. Danny Welbeck. Well, I mean, he's, he, he's making he's, a lot he's, of money. He's, he's well back. He's making a lot of money while not doing anything for it. But so it'd work if you can get it. Either way, you got you got James Justin, who's a viable option, and then however they figure out the other, you know, the other yeah. wing back. Danny Ward, I liked, but I don't like that he didn't play. This past weekend, right? I, to me, it's just right now he is the he is the only Lester show in town, and so until I see otherwise, even then, I just don't know that I'm going to have a playable second goalkeeper 
until I wildcard, and even then, I don't know if I'll have one at the same. I probably will keep it at four zero. I know that FPL pretends like they don't listen to our podcast, but they actually do because it's they obvious. never give us credit, but they always steal things from us. You know what I hate more than anything else is the kind of situation where, like, let's say Iverson comes in, he starts game week one, gets a clean sheet, you know, six, let's say six fantasy points, and then all of a sudden he magically shows up Saturday night on the FPL website. Do they play Saturday? I think they do, right? No, they play Sunday. So Sunday he gets a clean sheet. Let's say magically Sunday night he shows up with a six next to his name, and it's like no one could possibly have gotten those six points. I hate it when that happens. Absolutely, that's my yeah, least favorite thing on the for sure. That FPL is some straight-up garbage. All right, Brian. Uh, I don't. So, uh, so, at, so you got your goalkeepers. So at four or five. Yes, I don't. I don't mind Sanchez and Ward is your goalkeeper. Sanchez and Ward. I don't mind the the selection. I don't mind Raya. I don't mind uh, honestly. I mean, if you really did want to pick somebody who you knew was going to get a lot of saves, I assume Fulham goalkeeper is going to be busy. So, you don't know exactly who that is. If right? Lino, you think he's gonna? Do you think he wins the job? They're not signing. They're not bringing him there. To they're not, not bringing play. him to not play. So right, Lino's gonna be right into the starting line. And he can go. As we say, as goalkeeper, he can go right into. But the he's lineup. four. He's a he's a four five, right? Yeah, Probably, he's four yeah. five. He is four five. Jordan Pickford. You know, you don't like game week one against Chelsea, but game weeks two, three, four, five. I don't hate Villa, Nottingham Forest, Brentford, Leeds. So okay, you know, okay, that, but but what you I'm saying have is Sanchez yes, and what I'm Ward. saying yes, what I'm saying right. is there are four or five options. I don't feel like it's insane to choose even in a points bad, are bonus right, points. Even in a bad matchup, I I'm saying that. All right, go ahead. Also at the back currently, uh, I have I switched it a little bit right now to be Andy Robertson, Trent, uh, Zinchenko, Kieran Trippier, and Nico Williams. Wow. All right. So. No, well, so you're back on Trippier. I thought you you were kind of off. Yeah, Trippier. so I'm iffy on. I was iffy on Trippier. I I don't hate double Liverpool. Yes. No city. I don't hate. Uh, so Trippier could easily be uh, Luca Dean. It could be Aston Villa defender. I should say Dean or Dean Cash over Cash. Well, just the Dean does more. Uh, I don't know. I've Dean never, takes free kicks. I don't want either one of them. I've Dean takes free kicks. Dean takes co- corners. Dean is Dean, Dean does, is, is a, a disappointment every time I own him. He's not as attacking That's a personal for sure. Thing. Right. Which you, I respect. You know those guys. You know those guys. Every time you go to them, they stop just, scoring. I, I that was Lacazette for the last three seasons. Like he'd score goals, I'd go to him, and he'd do nothing for I three weeks. I just wanted in a row. you to clarify that you it was know a personal that this is thing. True. It is a personal I'm, thing. Okay. I just want you to it's recognize that. It's not wrong. All right. Just because it's personal. So my so part of my this is where I feel like the Liverpool the Liverpool part of the discussion is I feel like a key piece because I don't I'll just say I do have Salah in my team Trent to me I can't I can't make him only be Trent or Andy Robertson mm. I can't make Trent be anyone other Trent than Trent is I can't as make, rested as he's ever been in the last right. two seasons uh, so to me I can't I can't make him be anyone else. Liverpool's, I just, I just don't, I can't see a team really that I feel is more trustworthy to start the Ex- season. What a and, great and word. to me, a, tri- yeah. a Liverpool triple up, whether it's Robertson, and I know the big discussion is, do you put Luis Diaz in your midfield with Salah? Right. The I ma- want, the I want are. you to talk me out of or into Darwin Nunez. I want you to explain to the folks at home why you do or do not trust Darwin Nunez to start the season. Nine pounds is too high for me. Okay. So so trustworthiness was such a perfect word. That's what I'm looking for in game week one, always. Even in my weird Dave-like risky lineup that's all in on strategy, 4-5-1 with a handcuffed goalkeeper option, I'm still looking at Mr. Reliables throughout. I know TAA, I know Cancelo, I know Salah, I know Son, I know Bowen, I know Matty Cash. Like, Jesus is on a new club. That's why I like Bamford still. But, like, these are all Mr. Reliables. I even know Brentford goalkeeper Ray at this point. I don't know how City Attack is going to work with a new type of forward. I don't know how Darwin's going to do when the matches are real. Now, I will say the most real match played so far, which isn't saying a lot because I've always downplayed. I need to be consistent. I've always downplayed the preseason plate, mm-hmm. Community Shield. But Darwin looked great. He was a yeah. difference maker. 
He was what got Liverpool. He looked the same way Luis Diaz did when Luis Diaz showed up in Liverpool's quote unquote midfield. Right. Um, with that said, I mean, Firmino is still the guy we know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Firmino is the guy who starts game week one. And that's that's my main selling point on why not Darwin okay. right now. So I think that it helps right now while Joda is still building match fitness because yes. he's a he's a cloud that's hanging over everything that's still he could come in and wreck. That will give Darwin more minutes. Darwin will be the first sub probably. And so that I mean in this match that mattered. That gives yeah. you fantasy points if you get fantasy points from the community so the, shield. So the forwards for Liverpool gets we get to exclude them on the grounds that it's going to be a rotation headache unless I think so. Unless Nunez comes in at some point and just absolutely force Leon Bailey forces himself into the start. No, no, no. Here's what's going to happen with Darwin Nunez, okay? And I say this as a Liverpool fan. He's going to be a super sub at the start of the season. He'll have a brief spell where he's a starter, you know, like pre-World Cup. He'll get a break, but in the latter third of the season, he'll still burn out. Because new signings in the Premier League in England, they burn out year one. It's a it's a whole new beast when it comes to stamina okay. and endurance. That's what Darwin... And so at no point, the entire season you're going to be saying, what about Darwin Nunez? And at no point are you actually going to have to have him. Yeah. So, yeah. So as, it's, as we sit here right now, uh, that's the way my defense is set up. Again, I, I, I backed off of Trippier whenever I did looking at two out of the first five are Manchester City and Liverpool. But to me, you get the first two weeks against Nottingham Forest and Brighton. You get Wolves in game week four. And then game week six to ten, you get Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth, Fulham, Brentford. So the, the two bad weeks, Trippier's not so expensive that you look at it and say, well, I bought him to play him. And, by the way, Kieran Trippier's delivery is outstanding. He's he is one of the reasons why, attacking-wise, Newcastle was a different team. Defensively, they were a different team after he came in. I I like that at least for the I like it better, obviously, for the start of the season. The fact that they can start the season at home with all of this, like just the buzz that they've created since you know since uh, since Eddie Howe came in. It's just a different to me. It's a, Newcastle has been a different team. It's been very obvious since Eddie Howe came in. But in the calendar year, they have been undeniably, by results, one of the best. They were one of the best teams in the Premier League. So I like that as the start of the season. Zinchenko could easily become Saliba if I needed to make up some money. And I have not entirely ruled out yet finding a way of making... if Because Perisic played and played significant minutes in the last friendly year for, for Tottenham... I was way. I should just. I should just say it now. I was way overboard on Ryan Sessegnon uh, when it was just the you two of I, us. Yep. So we, we talked a lot. It about is him. Perisic's job to lose, and I think the. I think there was a lot of the buzz was coming from uh, Tottenham. It was Spurs reporter Alistair Gold who reports for Football London who had said uh, uh, even last week he wasn't sure about Perisic's fitness. That he was kind of expecting that Sessegnon would start at least game week one. And they would still ease Perisic in, but I think that was a lot pending what they did when they played Roma. So they, you know, they Perisic came in and played seventy minutes, I think, before Sessegnon subbed in. That to me was all I feel like I really wanted to see. Perisic took more shots in that in that match in seventy minutes than Sun did. So I think that's the that to oh. me is the is a guy that I'm like. The, the feeling with him is Conte, wingbacks in Antonio Conte's system are so important and so much different. And Perisic, having the relationship with him is a different beast. We're already talking about, you know, Davins and Sanchez is not a terrible choice to start the season at 4-5. How many clean sheets are Spurs going to get in their first, I don't know, what's their schedule for the first like 10 weeks? The, I, it, it's Dyer, so good. Romero and Sanchez, right? Right. So in the back three. I don't think if you pick Dyer or Romero, it's a bad which, choice. Which they're 5-0. Right, which is 5-0. And so that is that is the thing. So to me, it's either you just go ahead and take what you can, hope that Perisic starts game week one. If he doesn't, 
you know, great. It's you're gonna hate it. You're you're gonna be mad. But I just don't think. I just think. Look, look at the look at the fixtures after Chelsea, Wolves, Nottingham Forest, West Ham, Fulham. You're, I just don't feel like there's a point. You know, maybe that run from Manchester City, Leicester, Arsenal. Not the not your favorite three matches, but whatever. I just don't think you're gonna be mad at any point about. Antonio Conte Spurs, who have been so different since Conte got in there. My midfield, as we sit here, is still Mo Salah. Scott, I have Raheem Sterling in my midfield as I am sitting here right now. Gabriel Martinelli, uh, and then my cheap uh, Leon Bailey and Andreas Pereira. Part of my reasoning for moving Andy Robertson down is to go down in a way that gets money to turn Bailey up into Foden. I can make that happen. I just, I hate the sack. You just look at it. It's what you did before where you look at it and you're like, would I rather have this set of players or this set of players? And it's an odd combination, but you're working with a hundred pounds and, and, and that's what you look at. Yeah. And so, to me, based at least what we've talked about or what anyone has said, I don't think Zinchenko for Arsenal is going to be so attacking, so different for the Arsenal defense that he wouldn't be that it wouldn't be bad to drop down to Saliba. No, I and I don't think here's what's interesting. Why I noticed watching them again in their last match was him. He moved in the middle of the pitch and also up the side. Like, and because Xhaka has played in the left-back position before, when he comes in, it's Xhaka's role to rotate back. So I just, like, I think he is going to be attacking. He got in the box a lot. Okay. But I feel very confident with Saliba when it comes down to a 0-0 game or a 1-0 game when someone gets the goal who didn't do much in the game and the defenders get get the... the uh, bonus points, that's going to be Saliba for Arsenal this season. Okay. Yeah. So, but either way, you know, Bailey can turn into, even even switching him, I could I can get to, I could make him Wilf Zaha. I, I, I have the money to be able to do that, at, like, even now, just by, by making up a little bit of the money, you know, going from Robertson down to somebody who is a little bit less. That's, to me, not, that's not off the table. I feel like I'm, I, I'm willing to make that move. Yeah, I just feel like the. I would love to figure out a way to get Zaha into my team. I just, I mean, if I if I cut Salah loose or Son, it makes it really easy. Brian, before you showed up, I I recorded something quick for YouTube, mm-hmm. our YouTube channel. Quick plug for that. And I went through the Mojo table, and when we got to the bottom half, I got to Crystal Palace, and I referred to Crystal. I've done. I've used this analogy before, but there's always those movies that you're interested in, but you're never interested enough to actually watch them like there's always another movie that you're more interested in when it comes down to choosing something for movie night Mm -hmm. that's crystal palace players for me to start the season absolutely i think there is going to be a turn i i would say after they play manchester city in game week four completely different consideration way down the road right that's that's wild card territory for for most people you know whatever whatever i'd bring zaha in for my first half wild card sure why not Right, so I, that's why I'm saying I, I just I'm he's not somebody that I'm like I'm desperate to get in there, and I also don't like having two extremely cheap midfielders. Yeah, although you know they're playable, it's not it's not an impossible thing. Well, to have I guess them it comes down to that. Like players. what? Like I I like my strategy as I sit here because I can play a four five one with this, and have a rotating four point defender on my bench, my first bench spot, and a couple of forwards that may play or may not, either way, I've got a starting lineup that I like and mm-hmm. a, at a formation that's consistent. Do you have that with the lineup that you're looking at with your two discount midfielders? No. I, I mean, I would st- – look, the, the pl- having the defense being Trent, Trent Robertson, Zinchenko, Trippier, like having those four, I'm completely comfortable But you just talked those out – you talked yourself out of Zinchenko. So what I'm saying, yes, what I'm saying and is, last if, week you talked yourself out of trip here. If I, ha- I can't I know. stay with you, Brian. if I had that to start with, no, it's just look. It's, I'm not trying to come at you. I know I, I did I, this two episodes ago too, 
I'm I just saying, don't follow in your line of thinking. I'm here. saying this as there are so many. I I can't say it any other way than there are so many desirable and attainable so players. I it's so driving that, so me that's, crazy. That's the part that is not. I'm saying it can this I, way. Can I be mean to you one more time? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Ryan's not a first half FPL player. He's a second half FPL player. So maybe don't listen to anything he's well, saying. Well, but right also, now. like, I'm not <laughs> picking. Like, even at, say I switch from like Andy Robertson is so not template. Which I find so baffling for a guy who scored almost 200 points last season. Mm -hmm. And like we said, he looked so good. But it's the the Sala, it's the the Mane effect. Right. So you have TAA there at a slightly higher price. Right. It was always the same with Mane when you had Sala at a slightly higher price. Right. And, and, and there are other options. You have the Cancelos and the the masses are confused about what to do at defense. Right. Well, no, what I'm saying is, even if you went pure template, there's like there's nothing wrong with any of the template picks. And then you look yeah. at the available other players, and I just say, those are all viable options to me. Yeah, like there are. As, and I think that Jared Bowen is Bruce Bowen is the example for this, and that's Thank why I was saying. That. Everyone is thrown off by them playing Manchester City in game week one. And then you look in two, Nottingham Forest, then Brighton, then Villa, then, okay, Spurs, Chelsea. Okay, not fantastic. But then Newcastle, Everton, Wolves, Fulham, Southampton. Yeah. West Ham's schedule through the first 11 weeks is, is there's a huge chunk of playable plus matchups anyone is playable with west ham have right. we not learned that from last season so the he's only... not in the top 10 in midfielder what did antonio do at the beginning ownership. of last season he make com- everyone wish he they had him crushed at the yeah beginning but of and honestly seven five that's probably who no antonio's got competition now with this yeah, with scamacha or whatever yeah what i'm Skimichi, saying is scamachi bowen Samaka. bowen being as good as he was last season and he's at 8.1 selected right while we sit it's crazy that is purely City. Maroon Manchester City right. matchup reader right. at the right. beginning for sure. So what I'm saying is, I my big punt though the puntiness is all on Sterling. Okay, I'm doing that largely again. This is I look. I'm going to share this. Uh, that my my thoughts will be on paper uh, here. Yes, let me pu- let me plug this. I've been waiting for a chance to s- to sneak in here and plug this. So we're going through our lineups on this episode, but we're also going to have Brian's. Temptations, right? All you know, different yeah, just, options. Well, my lineup as it sits, as I you know, just kind of typed out like more specifically what it is that was leading me to the decisions that I made, and then also saying, "Hey, look, here's who else." Like you, don't be surprised if you see any of these other people in here. Yeah. By Friday afternoon, right? There's other options. Yeah. So that's going to be on our Patreon site, which we plugged at the top of this episode. Go to patreon.com, search for FPL America podcast, and you'll see the different options. There's a ton of different ways to play this. Now, it might, the options might get narrowed down after game week one, right? Like we might feel a lot of clarity after game week one. But as we sit here, there's so many different ways to play this game. Even among the three of us, we're showing you different ways that this can be done. But Brian's going to have that laid out for you on our Patreon. Yeah, and one so. of the things I'm sharing is it's, you know, again, I, this is not a football.london podcast, but Daniel Childs is one of the Chelsea, you know, one of the main Chelsea writers for, uh, for football.london. He has a, an extended breakdown of Chelsea's most recent tactics and the ways that they have been trying to make Raheem Sterling, to maximize Raheem Sterling's offense. And it's functionally, it's giving him deeper running positions to be able to to run into space. And it's the reason you saw when he scored his goal against uh Udinese here the other when the last time they played. Yeah. It was a it was a blundering luck goal for Raheem Sterling, but it was not uncommon for him positionally to get it to be able to get to that spot. And it's and it looks like tactically what they've been trying to do. It's something that to me is like I said, he is a top 10 midfielder scorer last season for FPL points in a season that I would say everyone sees as unanimously poor. Yeah. So I I am, I am way more optimistic about uh, Chelsea attack for sure than I am about their defense and definitely more optimistic about Chelsea than David. It's good. Who are your forwards? My forwards are uh, because I can't like Dave and you guys, I can't escape Gabriel Jesus. Seven goals in preseason will do that for you. 
Uh, currently, I have Harry Kane as my mm. uh, as another striker, and then uh, Cameron Archer as my place holding cheap forward option. That's template in a different way. Uh, it's interesting. Holland's ownership has gone down like ten to twelve percent yeah. since the Community Shield, and Kane's has risen by the same amount. That's not a surprise. That's not an accident. That's where it should have been, anyways. Well. So Kane's ownership is going up. He's now the third Kane. most owned forward. You highlighted last week, Brian, that it's shocking that Darwin is the fifth most owned forward. I think amazing. that is a mistake, but that's purely on the basis of the eye test from the Community Shield. Yeah. There's no question. Jesus is oh, he's over 70% now. That's so it, high. It's a record. No one I, ever been over honestly, the 70 mark. Honestly, I, I think that I feel like the at Crystal Palace should matter a little bit more, but like I said, I think. But you overestimate think, the, you overestimate the intelligence of the masses. I just don't think, don't do that. I just think it's game weeks one through five when people click on the fixtures yeah. and they see Honestly, green, gray, green, 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 and Jesus then Manchester is, United, which shouldn't scare anybody, and then Everton, Brentford, green, green. Jesus's price can only go down unless he's scoring braces. I'm serious. Well, At seventy one point one percent. What's interesting is you remember how many times Salah should have dropped. Salah was never at seventy one percent. Yeah, but he was ownership. always at like fifty six, fifty eight. Yes, that is far different than seventy one. Tons of people would sell him, and his price wouldn't drop. Well, and I, and that's fine too. I, I'll I'll go get him at eight. That's perfectly fine if he performs. Show me something first. I just find it interesting. Greenwood is still. What does he need to show you? Seven goals in the preseason. It's what preseason. He showed you. It's preseason. Who else has done it? Preseason. Wolf? The results don't Who matter. Else? The no results don't matter. Only Will. The results. He hasn't gotten seven, but don't he's got five. Got, I was matter. gonna say he's got a lot. Hey, um, it does matter. As far as looking ahead, and the reason why I'm still torn, I really am torn over Holland versus Kane to start with, and it has everything to do with what, what what we just said. Well, I mean, you can go with neither. There's you can do it that way. I just think Manchester City home to Bournemouth in game week two is going to change a lot of opinions, especially if they get some kind of return in game week one against yeah, West Ham. No kidding. And I just and I, I said I look ahead for the first ten weeks of the season. Spurs in game week seven is the one matchup sure. in that entire run where you're like, okay, that's a team that's going to give them City. A, a yeah, problem. City has a great schedule. There's no doubt about it. But you know, it's interesting that you know Holland's price or Holland's uh, ownership, not price, of course, but ownership is only going down. Looking really quickly at what the masses are doing, it seems as though the masses have sort of settled in on a midfield, the top five midfielder Salah and Son and then Andreas is the third most owned which he's he's the guy that enables you to spend a little bit more money Luis Diaz and Bukayo Sako are your fourth and fifth midfielders according to the masses Pedro Neto though is in a lot of lineups and so he's he's up there as well uh, alongside Philip Coutinho uh, which is also enabling I'm a little surprised about people going to Coutinho so significantly over because they know him, probably. Again, don't don't overthink or What's over wrong with Jesse Lingard? estimate nothing. the masses. What's wrong with Jesse Lingard? There's nothing wrong with Jesse so. Lingard. There's so many guys that, that we're, we're going to he... be talking about. I'm so tired of talking about the same guys. So many guys are going to be so I, – I, I can't wait for the season to start because there's so many guys like a Jesse Lingard, like Crystal Palace uh, guys, like, like Will Zaha. Uh, like Alan St. Maxim. Like we talked about Newcastle Zero – these guys are going to end up mattering, and they're going to start lighting the world on fire. And you're going to look at it. We're all going to look at ourselves and be like, "What the frick was I thinking? How did I not see that?" Oh, for sure. That's why, like, I don't know. Like, that's why I want, James, I want James Madison on my team. How, how, how is Harvey Barnes? What's Harvey Barnes' ownership? I can't believe horribly oh, I, low. I, James Madison ownership. I heard. Is 5. I heard James Ward Prowse, uh-huh. but I know he said James Madison. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's I, my my mind was processing your mouth as I don't know James why. Why is James Ward Prowse? You know what? Kudos to FPL. James Ward Prowse, nine point eight percent. That's higher than I would have thought, and either one of you would have. It's really high. I will just say this is why I want to encourage you, new listeners to this podcast, checking things out, trying to get advice in all the places that you can for the new FPL season. Uh, continue to listen to us. Con- subscribe to our podcast. We're going to give you game week one analysis, and we're going to do it weekly throughout the season. And it's going to be one of those things where, like, we're going to talk about this. We have a, we have something that we do early in the season called Stutter Dud. Mm. 
Thank you, All-Star Listener Ryan. Yep. Where we're going to talk about guys who are performing or guys that we think should have performed but didn't. We're going to talk about whether or not they're going to be a set or dud moving forward. That's a that's a thing that we do. You're going to get continuing analysis as matches are actually played. Actual fantasy points are scored uh, as we uh, start this new season. You're going to continue to get that from us. And by the way, we're not the most analytical podcast, although we do bring in some of that into our opinions. Like we obviously research this. Right. We, we joke about it we, sometimes, <laughs> but we do bring in some analysis into this. We're not going to be the most analytical podcast you're going to find. That's not our, that's not our thing. That's not what we're looking to do. We're trying to be interesting. So it's always going to be a combination of analysis with interesting listening, which by the way, for us often comes in the form of segments. Can I just talk about how awesome that segue was that I just had? Wow. As we lead into a new segment. You're a professional. I really am. It's like I've done this for a few years. (laughs) We have a new segment on this podcast I'm introducing right now for the new season. It's called the bad guy of the week. As we decided to rename it at the beginning of this episode. My bad guy of the week as we start the season is one Arlo White. Oh, man. Ooh, okay. Now, it's your personal enemy, Dave, but I'm, so, I'm interested Brother to Matt's, see Brother what, Matt's what he did enemy. to Who turn is? him against even Scott. I loved Arlo White like four years ago. And for a few years, I loved him, you know, as NBC Sports has always had top-notch Premier League coverage. But something happened to where he, like, in the last year became a pompous Oh, no. And on top of that, he took a lot of heat because he didn't engage with the new Newcastle ownership last season when that was all going down and the protests were happening, the signs were in the stands. He gave no acknowledgement to the new Saudi based ownership of Newcastle whatsoever. Then, lo and behold, the news comes out early last month. He's going to be the new announcer for the Live Golf Tournament Series. Money talks, baby. Which is run by that same Saudi-based ownership group. Money talks, baby. Of course he's not going to talk against the new Newcastle ownership. That's his new employer, and he knew it all along. And so, yeah, money talks, absolutely right. I could go a lot into this. I'm not going to. I don't want to make this a political thing. I just want to point out the fact that, honestly, as much as I loved him for so many years, I actually – he became he became a heel uh, for me uh, in the weekly play-by-play. And not only that, we actually, as American listeners of Premier League TV coverage – we all gain from Arlo White chasing after the money. Because? In his place, we for the top matches every weekend, we will instead be getting one Peter Drury oh, calling the matches good. for NBC Sports. We win big time. The poet of Premier League football, Peter Drury, will be announcing the top matches in the United States for us. That's a massive thing. See ya, Arlo. Go ahead, For be sure. the bad guy of the week. Makes me happy. I get Peter Drury in your place. I hope to never hear from you again. Wow. Wow, okay. Bad guy of the week. Inaugural bad guy of the week, Brian. Uh, a vil- in fairness. A, White. a villain, even. In fairness, this Arlo White news broke early in July. I just realized it. I saw the news. Okay. I came across an article last week while I was out on vacation, and I was like, oh, this is it. I got to talk about this. Yeah. We talk about the TV announcers all the time. Gave me a chance to introduce a new segment to this podcast. Now, let's talk about something a little bit more positive, at least for some clubs. It's the Mojo Table. Also, our listener, Ben, provides us with a Mojo Table most weeks after the matches have been played. He put together a preseason Mojo Table for us. This is not the actual table, of course. It's just, it's just how clubs seem to be feeling about how and they're doing. I would say this uh, for... All-star listener, Ben. To start the season with hardly – like there's no way he, people have seen every minute of every preseason game and or – like this is the hardest time to make a mojo table. For sure. To but start the season. He's put together a pretty good one. So it's his... decent. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Arsenal fan it's, is speaking. It's very good with the exception of one thing. Arsenal well, should be number his one. His top four is Liverpool on the back of a community shield slash preseason plate victory. City is second because they're still City. 
And then the two best preseasons were in the form of Arsenal and Spurs. He's got them third and fourth. I know you think they should be higher, but you're wrong, Dave. Arsenal and Spurs are right where they should be. Newcastle's there at fifth, which I get. In terms of mojo, that feels about right. Maybe a little high. United is down to eighth because there is a cloud called Ronaldo that we've been... You guys discussed They had They had week. top five mojo potential until, like, Four days ago. Until they true, came right? back to England. Yeah. Until they oh, came back to England. Just such a disappointment. Uh, Nottingham Forest is there at 11th. Did you like the, not to go back to Manchester United to belabor it, but I just thought that when they, there was a smiling picture of him, I think ESPN FC, it might have even been Manchester United, shared like a, a match photo of Ronaldo smiling and men in blazers tweeted that this is like this two is, years ago this is no it was this is the smile you pull when you realize your services are not wanted anywhere <laughs> else in the world <laughs> oh, oh just so such a just such a hilarious oh, sad pathetic it's saga. not even just that his services aren't wanted it's they're not wanted at the price he's going to try to command yeah right chelsea is 15th in the mojo table yeah it feels low but it's hard to argue against lester 16th same thing there, but a little less vociferous. Everton's 20th in his table, which as a Liverpool fan, I love. Do you think that... So Ben Chilwell did not feature in Chelsea's last game. There's obviously fitness issues with him, even though he was participating. Marcus Alonso will start game week one. Well, I was going to say, this is the... Well, Marcus Alonso is also probably out the door as fast as he can possibly get out the door. Maybe. So, sure. That what that's why I'm asking if the Cucarella bid is more than just <laughs> them trying to come in and mix up the market and just make, well, make problems for Manchester Laqueta City. Is wanted by Barcelona, right? And Aspilicueta wants wait, to leave wait, the Barcelona that's, without any cash. Uh, but the Barcelona that keeps stealing Chelsea's transfers that they actually did want when, and then they've had the results. Wait, of so stealing don't you other actually hate transfers. Barcelona then, not Chelsea? What I'm saying is for. Chelsea, they those signings otherwise have been good. They're, I think that you know, that looks like Werner's going to move on, which is, I'm sure, best for all parties but, involved. Yeah. Well said. That they, but I'm saying the fact that they're bidding on Cucurella, who is a highly desirable target, very obviously. The fact that City is probably as of this moment, they backed off. You know, their bid seems to be final at forty million pounds, which is undervalued according to Brighton. What I'm saying is. Is this just competition for Ben Chilwell, or is this something where they just see this as like they're going to need it? They're going to need. Because it's going to be some, it Chelsea. They've got a hurt. problem. Yeah, they're going to need it when he's hurt, especially if Alonso moves on. Period. He's a he's Chilwell cover. Makes perfect sense for them to try. In the meantime, I'm okay that it's messing with City's perfect plans. But sorry, City fans. That's just me as a Liverpool fan talking. All right, we're active on the socials. We're going to continue to be active as we lead up to Friday. Brian's going to have a Patreon article, the first of the season. Uh, it is it is always entertaining to read. I know that we try to be entertaining to listen to, but he provides an entertaining read on our Patreon site. Yet another reason to go check that out. Search for FPL America Podcast when you go to patreon.com. It's all happening. It's all happening. And you've heard how we have our lineup set up so far. There are sure to be some changes to our lineups as we go towards Friday kickoff of the season. As we have those, we will try to post those in time for you to be able to see what we're doing before the game week one deadline. Dave, we have done everything we can do to get the season started. Friday night. Can't wait to watch Arsenal underperform <laughs> and uh, at Palace and everyone mock them and then they turn into finishing... Uh, second in the league this year. I cannot wait for that. I can't wait to transfer in Jesus at 7.8. <laughs> that will not happen, Scott. That will not happen as much as you want it to. Hey, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>